everyone, welcome to the Simone Intuitive Podcast, where we dive deep into spiritual wellness and intuitive development. I am your host, Simone, and I have worked as a professional psychic medium, Reiki master, and life coach for over 13 years. You can find me at www.simoneintuitive.com, on my Etsy store, Simone Intuitive, and the same username, Simone Intuitive, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I hope you all have had a great week, and I hope you all are enjoying the first few official days of spring. Unfortunately, it has been rainy and gray here in Seattle, but the energy feels a little lighter and less wintry, and I am so excited for the local farmers markets to open up. That's one of my favorite ways to spend a weekend here in the Pacific Northwest. So going with this green theme during the month of March, I wanted to explore green living, which is a bit of an umbrella term for sustainable living, environmentally friendly living, things like that. And I've really enjoyed having a theme for the month, so that is something I'll probably continue to do in the future. So, green living, (laughs) it is a very wide topic. I think as a society, we are becoming more aware and invested in sustainability and a desire to be environmentally friendly. I think if you are an intuitive or empathic person, you have a natural connection to the earth and a desire to help the environment. I think I grew up as an intuitive person with a natural connection, but I really shaped that more so with my college experience. I was really lucky to attend a Catholic Benedictine University. So Catholicism you, it can be difficult to explain, but um, there are different orders, so different religious orders, and each order has different values, themes, and whatnot that they guide and shape their spiritual life and their day-to-day life with. So I attended a Benedictine university, and the Benedictine order is historically and culturally kind of looked upon in the world of Catholicism as a teaching order. So they're typically present at universities teaching, and I was lucky to attend a university like that. And most of my classes were taught by uh, priests and nuns. So the Benedictine Order is founded on five core values. Community, hospitality, respect, stewardship, and love of learning. Like I shared, they're mostly known for the love of learning and the hospitality part but there is so much more beyond that. The value of stewardship meant stewardship over yourself, others, and the environment. Benedictines take care of the earth very, very seriously. So in college, I was immersed in this, and I was immersed in those values, and I grew to understand and learn more about the environment green living, and sustainability practices. And I am absolutely not an expert, and I never will be. 
science and environmental stuff is not my strength, but I feel a call to try, to try to be a sustainable person. So I'm still learning. I've been learning since college, but I do wanna share what I do know. So this podcast started in a very, very different direction for me. I actually wanted to have a book to prepare with and I read this book on green living to prepare and I had some interesting thoughts come up. There is a really big issue with access and equity with green living. It's become a bit of a form of privilege. Not everyone can afford whole foods or solar panels or vegetarian sandals. Yes, those exist. So reading that book made me feel overwhelmed. Like I'm overwhelmed with a desire to do my part to create a sustainable ecosystem and environment, but I'm also overwhelmed that I don't have access to solar panels or all these tools that this book shared that you need to be an environmentally friendly person. So then I was thinking, how can we pare this down so we make an impact and try to release this sensation of green living being basically insurmountable? I think we think of ourselves as environmentalists if we take out the recycling or little things like that, which is absolutely true. But I also feel like there's pressure to do more. There's an expectation of what level of environmentally friendly you are. Because of all this, I wanted to pare down and think through five basic and hopefully accessible ways to be more aware and work towards a more sustainable lifestyle. I really think this is one of those topics that we really have to take baby steps with. We're not gonna, we're not gonna right off the bat go out and get those vegetarian sandals. This is just gonna take baby steps. And then a good question to ask ourselves, why is this important for us and our growth personally? I feel that when we do good acts, we feel good about ourselves. And that helps us build self-love and confidence, but it also deepens our spiritual connection to the world around us and helps us sharpen our intuition. So number one, how to become a more green friendly of a person. It begins with your mind. I feel the mind is the most powerful tool we have in our toolkit. One way you can help the environment and ecosystem is to appreciate and enjoy and send love and gratitude to the environment. Whenever you're outside, if you're taking out your trash or you're recycling, take a moment to send this love and gratitude to the earth. Also, when you meditate, also take the time to send love and gratitude to the earth. I think intention is everything and if you intend to send love to the earth then you check that box off you are helping the ecosystem and you are an environmentally friendly person number two buy locally 
I'm grateful and lucky that I live in a city where farmer markets are easy to access and in abundance. And when I mean in abundance, they are in abundance. There's many weekends where in the city there's at least six or seven different farmer's markets going on. And each of us, we have our special favorite farmer's market. We have our special favorite farmers and flower producers and taco trucks at the farmer's market. So the love for farmer's markets go very deep here. Nothing is better than a Sunday morning spent at the farmer's market, I think. Buying fresh local produce is great for your mind and for your body. And I think it also helps develop a strong sense of community. If you don't have access to your farmer's market, check out your grocery store. They usually have produce there that is locally made and locally grown. And that can be another sustainable practice. Again, I'm very lucky that I am immersed in farmer's markets. So I was trying to think through access points for individuals who may not have access to farmer's markets, but still access that by locally thinking. When it comes to farmer's markets and buying food, environmentally a lot of environmentalists share that we should reduce the amount of meat that we eat. And I absolutely stand behind that and I agree with it, but I'm also mindful for this audience in particular because most of the people who listen to this podcast and most of my clients are deeply intuitive, deeply empathic individuals. And so, yes, I agree that being mindful of your meat consumption is great, but in my experience that intuitive, empathic people need a little bit of meat in their diet to help them ground themselves. Oftentimes, if they pursue like a vegan or vegetarian diet, they often feel a little too light and their energy doesn't feel grounded. So you can play around with that. Number three, this one might be a tough one, (laughs) two-minute showers. This is one thing I learned in college and I've carried it with me ever since. I learned it in my environmental studies class when we went on a field trip to a water purification plant and we talked through the process of water purification and what we can do to conserve water and energy and just be mindful of our consumption. They gave us these cute little sand timers that had suction cups to keep in our showers. The timer is set for two minutes and I still have that little timer and I still use it. It can be a challenge because sometimes a shower is just so therapeutic and so enjoyable that you don't want to leave. So this isn't about limiting yourself and what your self-care needs in that moment. This is a practice in just being mindful. So in the evening time, I definitely probably take a little longer than two minutes because it is a challenge to wash your hair and do everything you need to do in under two minutes. But in the morning, I really keep to the two minutes. So if you're somebody like me who tends to shower in the morning and at night, it might be a good practice to be mindful of how much time you take in the morning and what your water consumption looks like in the morning. And this is totally bizarre and I 
I'm a little nervous to admit it to the free world that I brush my teeth in the shower also to help with water consumption. I thought that that it streamlines it a little bit and it does, but sometimes when I confess it to people, they think it's a little bizarre. But for me, it's it's worth it because it helps with water consumption, which in turn helps our environment. Number four, reusable shopping bags and produce bags. So I love those little plastic bags we get at the grocery store, or we used to get, I should say, in this area, uh, <laughs> because they make great little trash bags. You know, you, re- you do reuse them to some degree, right? But then you have so many that you wind up just kind of throwing them out, and the plastic is harmful to the environment. So where I live, plastic bags are actually banned, and when you're at the grocery store, you bring your own, or you have to pay 10 cents a bag for a paper bag. So reusable shopping bags. At first, it was tedious because I would forget my bags and then, you know, just it was just a rough transition because we were so used to getting those plastic shopping bags and now it's become so easy and streamlined. And then I added the reusable produce bags. So I got the reusable produce bags off Amazon and it feels so good to not use the plastic and it honestly helps me from buying more than what I actually need. And you just rinse them out, they're good to go for the next time, and it cuts down on plastic. Same with the reusable shopping bags. I find it streams, streamlines my shopping experience, I'm less wasteful, and I actually keep to my list. Number five, be mindful of your products. And for me, This is more around cleaning products. One thing that I would say I have a strength in when it comes to being environmentally friendly is using environmentally friendly cleaning products. That is one thing I'm passionate about. One resource that I highlight, I will highlight and uplift because it's so, so valuable is to check out the Environmental Working Group for cleaning products or any products, uh, cosmetics, personal care, anything you use. So they are an environmental advocacy group that carefully monitors products, help navigate labels and ingredients. They are fabulous as a resource to look into ingredients and see what's out there. And it's really interesting how there are some products that are marketed as Um, natural. What really does that mean? So they take the time to really break down the ingredients and share what natural actually means in a sense and if the product is actually environmentally friendly or not. So they're very valuable and it can be totally overwhelming. The first time I went on their website, it's back to that sense of overwhelm, but a desire to do these practices, but feeling overwhelmed because I was like, goodness, Gracious, everything I'm using is toxic. Um, So just start small. For me, that meant and still means just starting small with cleaning products and what you clean your house with and shifting with that. And then you can kind of go deep into your personal care products and what that means for you. So they're a really valuable resource for all things. Their index of products and brands that they monitor and write about is extensive. So again, that is the Environmental Working Group. 
and they also do a lot of legal advocacy for environmentally friendly practices. And I think they had a hand in the Seattle area and our banning of plastic bags, which was a rough transition for everyone at first, but has improved the environment, especially since we live so close to the sound. And we want to protect the maritime ecosystem because a lot of the bags would wind up in the water and it would disrupt the uh, fishes and all the other little sea creatures in there. So that has um, been some numbers that came out recently that the ecosystem in the Puget Sound was faring a lot better because of the banning of plastic bags. So reusable bags, they matter. They absolutely matter. I wanted to close with a quote from environmentalist David Suzuki. And I love this quote because it circles back to what I feel is is the intention behind green living and sustainable practices, which is it begins with the mind. Here's the quote. How you imagine the world determines how you live in it love that quote because I think it's so valuable for us to take the time, take a step back, and reimagine what type of world we want to live in, what practices we want to implement in our life, and so forth. All right, I hope you all had a wonderful week, and we will connect again next week, and I will continue with the green theme. I'm really enjoying having a theme. So we'll see what comes of that next week. But I wish you all a great week. Please, please take care of yourselves, your minds, your spirits, and your bodies. Bye for now.